Hi, this is Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, a project sponsored by Cybermouse Multimedia, bringing you free podcasts to download or listen to live online on your favourite podcast player, iTunes, Stitcher.com, SoundCloud, or just Google us and you will find us everywhere. Enjoy. Caroline Pitcher. Caroline's childhood was spent mostly out of doors in East Yorkshire, near Hull. Then and now, much of her writing is concerned with the relationship between people and the natural world. This is especially true in her finely illustrated stories for younger children, such as The Time of the Lion, The Littlest Owl, Nico's Octopus, Time for Bed, Little One, which was read on CBeebies by Charlie Condu, Lord of the Forest, and The Snow Whale, which was shortlisted for the Children's Book Award, and Home Sweet Home, whose protagonist is a frog. Kevin the Blue was the independent story of the year, and is a tale about a boy and a kingfisher, and the quartet The Shaman Boy tells the story of brothers in a war-torn land. Its first novel, Cloudcat, is about a snow leopard and gained an East Midland Writers' Award. Other published titles are Ghost in the Class, The Dolphin Bracelet, and various stories in anthologies. On leaving the University of Warwick, having had a wonderful three years reading English and European literature, she worked in a whole fish factory, on adding machines and an office, as the assistant in a Mayfair art gallery, and then as a teacher in East London for eleven years. Diamond, her first novel, was set there. It won the Kathleen Fiddler Award. Caroline enjoys talking at festivals, being a visiting author in schools and writing with children and adults. Her young adult novel, Eleven O'Clock Chocolate Cake, along with Mine and Siltscreen, are reprinted in 2014 by Cybermouse Multimedia Limited and are available from bookshops and Amazon. Mariana and the Merchild by Caroline Pitcher An old woman lived alone in a ramshackle hut by the sea. Her name was Mariana. Whenever Mariana walked on the shore, the village children stole after her, pulling faces. She longed for them to be her friends, but if she turned around... They ran. The sea looked after Mariana as if it was her mother. It brought her fish to eat and wood to burn. She loved to listen to its music as it boomed and crashed and sucked pebbles from the shore. But sometimes it filled her with fear. You see, deep in the sea caves and forests, there hid hungry sea wolves waiting for a storm. When the storm came, it was terrible. The winds tore at the hut and tugged at the roof. The sea wolves threw back their heads and howled, and out they came. All night they prowled along the shore, baying in the wind and rain. And all night Mariana trembled in the corner 
of her ramshackle hut with her hands clapped tight over her ears. Towards dawn, the winds tired, and the sea wolves crept back into their underwater caves. Mariana tiptoed to the door. The storm had blown the sky clear of clouds, and the sunlight dazzled her bright as a burst mirror. The sea was surging as if a volcano had thrown out jewels of turquoise and indigo, aquamarine and emerald. Mariana stood in the warmth to soothe her rickety, rackety bones and saw that the sea had brought her wood and fish. There's plenty, she cried. I could cook for the children too if they'd let me. She knelt by a rock pool as clear as glass. It was full of treasures brought by the sea, ruby anemones, a shell like a sunburst, a silver seahorse and a golden starfish. In the middle, half hidden by seaweed, lay a crab as fine as a shield. Mariana lifted it into her basket and collected seaweed and driftwood for her fire. She struggled back to her hut, put the basket on the table and lifted up the seaweed. Why, what's this? she cried, for the crab had split in two. Inside lay a baby girl, with hair the colour of the setting sun, skin that gleamed like a rosy pearl, and a fish's tail with scales of blue and silver. Look what the sea has brought me, cried Mariana, and at once she loved that baby more than she had ever loved anything. She carried the baby in its crab-shell cradle to the village and took her to the wise woman's house. For a long time, the wise woman was silent. When she spoke, her voice trembled. This is a mer-baby. Her mother hid her in the crab-shell to keep her safe from the sea-wolves. I must let her mother know she's safe, said Mariana. Who is she? A sea spirit, whispered the wise woman. Take care, Mariana. Put the mer-baby safely out of reach of the sea-wolves and hide yourself away to watch what happens. Mariana went back to the shore and set the crab-shell cradle high on a rock. She smiled down at the mer-baby and said, You are not afraid of me like the village children, are you? And the mer-baby smiled back. Mariana hid herself away to watch. She was just about to fall asleep in the sun when she heard someone singing, but not words from this world. Seven great waves came rolling into shore, waves of crimson and rose and gold, and on the seventh rolled the sea spirit. She was as tall as a mast, 
her hair flamed red and her skin shone as if it was mother of pearl polished by the sun. All the colours of the rainbow shimmered in her fish's tail. Her opal eyes lit upon the crab-shell cradle. She picked up her mer-baby and began to sing a lullaby, but not of this world. And her voice sighed like the faraway pole of the sea. Mariana cried, I didn't mean to steal your baby. I thought the sea had brought her for me. The sea spirit looked at Mariana. Her eyes flickered. No colour, and yet every colour. She sang, The sea did bring her for you, Mariana. I hid my baby inside the shell to keep her from the sea wolves, but the storm swept the cradle away. You have saved her life. Look after her for me now, until the seas lie calm, and I will come every day to feed her and teach her how to swim. So Mariana and the mer-child lived together in the ramshackle hut, safe from the restless sea. It was the happiest time of the old woman's life. The mer-child grew stronger, and her hair grew longer, burnished red as the setting sun. She liked to lie in the shallow waves, and watch the shells open and close like mouths. She laughed as she watched the village children run along the shore after the seabirds, and jump from rock to rock. They peeped over the rocks at Mariana and the mer-child, and no longer ran away when the old lady smiled at them. The mer-child liked to watch Mariana's fire spangle her tail with pink and vermilion, and she learned to speak the words of our world. When she sang, her voice was like the echo of the sea inside a shell, and Mariana loved her so. Every day the sea spirit rode in on the seventh wave. She fed the mer-child and taught her to swim, first in the sheltered rock pool, and then further out to sea. Dear mer-child, whispered Mariana, I dread the time when you must return to the sea. Mariana walked on the shore and thought, If I kept the mer-child shut in the hut, the sea spirit could not take her from me. She went back to her hut, where the mer-child was making necklaces of shells for the village children. She looked up and smiled, and Mariana's heart felt as if it would melt. She thought, No, the mer-child is from the sea. I must let her return, even though... I will be alone again. She turned to the children and asked, Shall I cook you all something to eat? They looked at each other. Yes, please, they said. At last came the morning Mariana was dreading. The sea spirit sang, My child can swim, and it is time to take her home. The sea is calm, and the sea wolves cannot catch her. We will never forget you, Mariana. The sea spirit took her mer-child on her back, 
far out to sea, while Mariana stood with tears streaming down her face. The children stole up behind Mariana. They took her hands and comforted her. But the merchild had not gone forever. Each morning she leapt from the waves to greet Mariana, and once she brought her a lustrous pearl from the seaboard. The sea spirit sent him waves brimful of fish, and the rock pools teemed with shrimps and crabs and seaweed. When a storm was coming, Mariana heard the sea wolves whimpering, but she was no longer afraid of them. And these days, the children helped Mariana carry her wood and food home, and they often stayed for tea. You've just been listening to another excellent podcast from Urban Tiger Radio, sponsored by Cybermouse Multimedia. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, don't forget to click the little heart button on your way out and let everyone else know that you like it. So, once again, that's a goodbye from me and a... from now. Bye.